You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. I know it's raining in Champagne, but the mere presence of Scott Ritchie brightens my day. That might be the nicest thing you've ever said about me. I was crossing my fingers I, not when I said that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Scott Ritchie over there. Loaded with basketball information, I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, beat writer when Illinois basketball was really good, 2001. We need to go back there again. I mean, you know, in theory, last year that was going to be the case. Didn't happen. Right. I mean, happened partway, okay. I think, the regular I, season part. Maybe. I hold the edge at least for six more months. So I've, I've got to cover a team that at least makes the what yeah. Elite Eight is yeah. what you're telling me? And would have gone to the Final Four had it not been bad refereeing and bad announcing and a good Arizona team. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, the Arizona team was good, but also and when you shoot 50-some uh, free throws, I think, wasn't that? I mean, They're still shooting them. Last time I checked. Yeah, you're going to have it lined up. So, I mean, maybe this is the year that last year wasn't, and I will finally be able to match your one season as beat writer. That keyboard you hear in the background is our producer, Ed Bond, working, pulling double duty, doing o- other work while – while trying to juggle the two experts, keep going, Ed. It doesn't bother us. Ed is trying to uh, trying to recuperate from that Friday night disaster at Memorial Stadium. So are you, Scott Ritchie? You know, I- I'm okay, and surprisingly so. Uh, I mean, didn't you know have a lot in the paper the next day because the game was, I think, barely into the fourth quarter at, at deadline. So mm-hmm. they cannot start at eight o'clock ever again. That'd be fine. Um, Post game with Brett Bielma did not start until technically Saturday morning. It was about not about twelve oh five a.m. Um, I got back to the Savoy Bureau of the News Gazette about twelve fifty, one o'clock in the morning. Okay. Wrote till three thirty, and then the craziest thing happened. I slept until one in the afternoon. Oh, I tried calling you, Scott Ritchie, about nine, and went right to voicemail. I knew I forgot that you were up all night. Yeah, if thankfully I had my phone on Do Not Disturb because if you would have, if I would have heard the phone at nine a.m., I might have. I can't be held responsible for what I might have done. And it was nothing important, so that's good news. Anyway, this might have been the first game story ever written by a News Gazette uh, beat writer in his PJs. I understand. Well, there's been a lot of work from home in the last year plus, so. Maybe not the first time. But that ship has sailed. But the first time in your Incredible Hulk PJs. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do like <laughs> the Marvel movies. No Incredible Hulk PJs, though. <laughs> no, it was a, a very long night slash early morning and a not a particularly good football game. It was 
an ugly ending. That much is for sure. We have our junior reporter. Check out his report in Tuesday's print editions. He said his final words were, shake it off, Illini. Go beat Purdue. How about that? I mean, it's not bad advice, and that's sort of, I mean, what Brett Bielma, you know, tells his players, and the fact that they've had to shake off now three losses in a row. Um, And, like, for a lot of these guys on the team, I wrote about it this a little bit, I suppose it was Saturday morning, they've been in this position before where, you know, you try to put a loss behind you. Like, the guys have been here four, five, six years, they've had a lot of losses to put behind them. And it's, uh, it's not easy. A lot of super seniors, that was the uh, plus going into the season. Now you you start to worry about, man, if you're a super senior, do you really want to try, try so hard the rest of the year if, if you're in this position? Or am I making things up, Scott Ritchie? I mean, I don't think that they'll stop trying. And it's a little bit of a you know, different scenario where, I mean, Brett Bielma has a couple of guys that he actually recruited You know, when he got the yeah. job in December, and, you know, Josh McCray. Uh, running back, mm. DJ Johnson, you know, linebacker. He's played them, so. Uh, but I think okay. uh, got to play the the hand that, that you've been dealt, and that's the this veteran team that sh- has the experience because they've been here a long time, but they haven't had a lot of experience in maybe figuring out how to close out games like they needed to against Maryland. All right, this Justin, I, I checked the log. This is inside line I basketball. Yeah, and again, we're going to have to hit the playback real quick, but I'm pretty sure you're the one that brought up football. <laughs> so we'll try to stick to basketball There's, the rest of this way. we got plenty to discuss. Well, I saw Brad Underwood over at the amazing Shirk Center yesterday at the IBCA Coaches Convention. Pictures of him telling the guys how to do it, the guys and the women, how to, how to coach basketball. Well, and... You know, he's got uh, a good platform to do that right now. And yeah, he does. to show, I mean, how to turn around a team that had been sort of floundering for several years. You know, not terrible, but obviously not I mean, what Illinois basketball is supposed to be. And his first two years were tough. Last two have been much better. This year should be more like the last two. Yeah, it should. Thank you again to the IBCA for making the News Gazette a Hall of Fame participant. Our sports section honored for the All-State teams, which uh, Richie has had a big hand in putting together and not screwing up. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's if you look at our All-State players of the year over the last, well, I guess I've done it six years now. Okay. It's been pretty straightforward on that. Well, last year was a weird year, so thank you for for sticking with it and coming up with the team anyway. So what was uh, Underwood doing over there? They go out and drink the beer afterward, or they is it just all business? Well, I mean, I can't say for certain that he didn't, um, but no, it's just he. I guess now that you know they can do it again, you know, kind of you know have events like this, you know, kind of a, a regular speaker. He has done similar things. Um, you know, I know coaches for his cancer has some. You know, that organization puts together some. I don't know what to call it a, a TED Talk or a lecture series, but essentially that's what it is on basketball. But when, uh, when everybody's out in Vegas at the end of July, it's sort of the last go-round of the evaluation periods and for recruiting. There's some conferences, for lack of a better word, you know, for coaches. And and Underwood you know, spoke at that. Um, just He's willing to get out there. And you know, he was the guest speaker at the 
on a quarterback club luncheon last week, and I mean he that's a comfortable spot for him to be in, just mic in hand, interacting with the crowd like like he gets that part of the job, and Brett Bielma, you know the same way um obviously it's not been the the best of news for Illinois football the last few weeks, but you know he still uh understands that that part of the job as well, but yeah, oh. just. Get your name out there as a coach, and the more you can be seen, uh, if you're a high major basketball coach, uh, the better. All right, take me to the quarterback club. Uh, that kind of surprised me when I saw the coach was mingling with the with fans of another sport. What news came out of it? I mean, not a lot of new news. Mostly, you know, it was things at least I've heard over the last several months and written in the News Gazette. Um, probably one of the more interesting things is you know how much he talked about Omar Payne, you know, the the transfer from Florida, and kind of you know ginning up some excitement about what he might be able to provide you know this season and um, calling him the best athlete on the team you know with a guy that's six ten you know has a seven I think seven six wingspan you know, Brad Underwood got a. a Rise out of the crowd when he said that Omar Payne can literally touch the top of the backboard, mm. which is impressive. Um, but he was also asked about Austin Hutcherson because that's like the one player Illinois fans, and yeah, I'll be honest, me too, uh, are interested in for this coming season just because you know, he's been on the team for two years, has yet to play a single game. He's coming off of um, a back injury last year that kept him out for the entire season and just the way you know, things worked with COVID, like he was just at home with his family in uh, California and got, really that's probably what helped, he just got constant rehab and recovery out there as much as he probably wanted to be with the team. So he could be really, really good for Illinois, maybe. But like, it's one of those guys where like he has all of the intangibles and potential. I, I just, before I, you know, make any, Rash judgments need to see him play a basketball game. All right. So the coach like make fun of Iowa, like I would have done. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take a jab at Michigan, maybe. But yes, to both of those <laughs> things, because um, Illinois plays at Iowa. It'll be it's the second Big Ten game of the year of their early December games, and said that you know get. Well, I mentioned you know they play Rutgers at home first, and Rutgers. I'm sorry to tell you this, Jim. He thinks Rutgers is going to be pretty good still. So it's not just me. Brett Underwood, also a big Steve Peichel fan. Um, but, yeah, then he says, you know, we play at Iowa, and, you know, he mentioned, you know, what he would like to see happen in the game at Iowa. Um, maybe not safe for podcast okay. beating. And then he did joke about Michigan's Hunter Dickinson and about how Hunter just clearly loves Illinois <laughs> as much as he talks <laughs> about the Illini. So, yeah, he, I mean, just – you know, play to the crowd a little bit with those two, for sure. All right, 50 days until practice starts. Uh, less. Well, 50 days until the season starts. Practice, season, I'm sorry. The yes. practice starts like, at the end of next week. Wait, the, you said end of next week? Yeah. Yes. Late September. That's Yes. It's so here. where they're going to practice? Is uh, Ubin practicable? Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's the, the plan. You know, certainly you know, construction over the next... Well, close to a year. We'll see what that all entails. But um, really, the only changes that Ubbin so far is like the, the women's basketball staff moved out of Ubbin over to State Farm Center, 
but they certainly intend to practice still you know at, at Auburn um, and so th- that won't change just they'll have to kind of work around all of the, the renovations and expansion but yeah practice at end of next week and then you know, today Monday September 20th mm-hmm. we are 50 days away right now from the opening Love night it. of college basketball and closer really if you think about it because Illinois will play a couple of exhibition games in October too all right, what's the – you talk about the starter practice. What's the biggest uh, hassle that old Underwood has to deal with? What has he got to figure out, if anything? I mean, I, I don't know. I can't think of one. I mean, I don't know it's, it's a big hassle. And, like, it's just sort of kind of what the the core rotation is going to be because, you know, I would assume it was gone. So, I mean, you lose your best player, and that's – I mean, you can't argue – you know, his status there. And, you know, eventually, you know, once you get into games, you're going to have to figure out who's going to be the, the closer, you know, the, the guy that you put the ball in their hands at the end of games if you need to go get a win. That was Io all the time. I think Andre Cabello will probably fill that role, um, at least some of it. Um, but even without Io, there's, like, a lot of guys on this team that can play. So just f- kind of figure out what you – how deep your rotation is going to go. I mean – Brad Underwood has been more than comfortable playing a lot of guys. I tend to lean towards the, man, just find your best eight, maybe, and and ride with them. That's going to be a lot of guys on this team maybe don't get you know a lot of playing time. I mean, Austin Hutcherson, like, what's his role going to be? Um, Coleman Hawkins, I mean, Brad Underwood has you know, talked him up quite a bit this offseason, you know, wanting to play him more. Where does he fit in the front court rotation with, Kofi Coburn, Omar Payne. How much do Kofi and Omar play together? I think you know Underwood wants to do that. It didn't necessarily work with Kofi and Georgie Bashanishvili. Um so I'm curious about that. Um, what? How, where do the freshmen fit? Because I think all three have some talent um, from a physical standpoint. I think Luke Goody is the closest, just because he spent you know his senior year in high school really working on his body you know his trainer in fort wayne uh where fort wayne Mm. yeah so your new favorite player i'm sure but his trainer in fort wayne was um pretty good acquaintance of adam fletcher so uh, he got the a plan last year and has started sort of working through that um but rj melinda's super long really athletic brandon pajimski's a really good scorer but like they're gonna have to work to get on the court because there's you know, older guys, guys that have proven themselves already, you know, at the Division One level uh, ahead of them. So I don't know. There's some interesting questions, but it's like not bad ones. Like it's just there's a lot of maybe good things to figure out for Illinois basketball. All right, Richie is our AP top twenty-five voter, both football and basketball. Football words you have Iowa. Um, I kept them at number five. Okay, and they didn't. I mean, they didn't have a great game against Kent State, but right. like their defense is. All right. Otherworldly, right? And now. remind me, where are you putting Illinois for your preseason top 25 in basketball? So the last time I went through it, and I've got about a month before my official preseason ballots due, and I'll. No excuses, please. Well, I'm going to run through. I'm going to update it here okay. in the next, you know. I think it'll be a Good Morning Line A Nation topic as I kind of break down that for a couple of days. But I had Illinois at number five. Mm. Higher than. Pretty much everybody else that's sort of doing these on the, the national level. 
because they're more like anywhere 12 to 16. I've seen in a lot of preseason top 25s. Um, so I'm okay, but I think I don't think I'm going to change that. You didn't put Memphis ahead of them. Well, no, I think Memphis has a lot of talent, but they've also answered the question. I didn't. You haven't. You I have not put Memphis ahead of them. But well, okay. to give a little more context, like Memphis has had good talent before. I think that's what I'm here to provide. Actually, <laughs> Memphis has had a lot of talent before, but they just haven't mm-hmm. won with it yet with Penny. Um, we'll see what they can do now. Okay. I mean, they're. A, I think they'll probably at least be in my top fifteen, just because you can't can't wait question the talent. But I can question what Penny's going to do with it. All right, uh, let's talk recruiting because that's what you like to do, Marcus. Yeah, I mean, I will discuss it. I'm not sh- going to say it's my favorite thing. Well, what's new? Any commits? It's been a while. Well, none of that. <laughs> I mean, I had some visitors uh, over the this past weekend for the, the football game. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they're selling these guys on basketball, not football. But just to have, you know, students on campus, the whole environment. It was pretty good because, I mean, students showed up for football. That's, I think, and you can tell them that, you know, the Orange Crush sold out all of their tickets in less than three hours. So, in that way, the the black guy is helping the Orange Crush by, by continuing to show up. Um, but Ty Rogers was on campus, class of 2022 wing, four-star. Uh, really interesting prospect, you know, 6'7", 195, 200 pounds. Um, kind of a, a do-everything type of wing. Um, going to be a tough recruitment, I think. Illinois got in a little bit late, but has the Mean Streets connection with Tim Anderson. Um, Ty Rogers played for Mean Streets this past year. Um, Michigan, Michigan State involved. Alabama involved. Um, Xavier uh, is, I think, in his top. Uh, I'm trying to think of a seven or nine. Anyway, among his finalists, Xavier is also involved. But Illinois is making a push. I think they're pushing because the Cam Whitmore situation is certainly not a guarantee anymore. Um, the f- now five-star wing out of Baltimore was on his official visit to Villanova over the weekend. Every crystal ball is saying he's going to pick Jay Wright's Wildcats. So Ty Rogers, I mean, would be a good option if it's not going to be Cam Whitmore. Um, the other intriguing guy, uh, well, there's a couple more. Uh, Sincere Harris took his official just to you know come and hang out, essentially. But he got the the full campus experience as well because when he was here in June on an unofficial, nothing was really going on. And then a couple guys in the 2023 class, uh, Jeremy Fears Jr., originally from Joliet, plays at La Lumiere, now in Indiana. Uh, one of the better point guards in that class. Second visit in five months to Champaign, so I think that's a good sign. And then uh, the local kid, Ty Pence from St. Joseph Ogden, was also on campus for an unofficial visit. Illinois I think has pretty good feeling about you know about Ty Pence, and we'll see where that recruitment goes. But they were in early with an offer, and I mean he lives you know fifteen minutes away. I mean that's a a kid that if you think he's good enough to play in the Big Ten, like you got a snag. You don't want Brian Cardinal two point oh. Where are the biggest worries uh, regarding Ty Pence as far as competition? I mean I think that's part of it because obviously St. Joe during his high school season, is not going to play regularly a, a bunch of top competition. Um, we'll see. I, I guess they haven't 
put their schedule out yet. I meant more as far as a recruiting competition. Where are the schools that Illinois needs to worry about trying to come in here and snag a Champaign County kid with long hair? <laughs> so he's going to need a haircut before he yes. commits to Illinois. Yes, he you, is. He's not the only one, Mr. Ritchie. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, right now, Ty's only other offers are mid-major programs. So yeah. like your ISU's, your Badleys. That's not going to. UIC. That's not going to worry me. No, but he's a really good basketball player, and he still has two more years of high school, and I think you know his recruitment will will probably get bigger just because of you know his size at six 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 seven. Um, he's pretty physical already for a, a young kid, and plays above the rim, has really good range as a shooter. Like he does a lot of things you like, um, but. He just maybe needs to be seen a little more, and or maybe Illinois doesn't want him to be seen more. I mean, maybe they they prefer that he <laughs> that he doesn't. But I don't know. It's it's too early in his recruitment, really, to to say who's going to be the the challenger. So Ty, stay in Ogden for the next year if you could. Don't even go to St. Joe. <laughs> All right, maybe Royal. How about that? Small places, just hide away. <laughs> Well, that's plenty of uh, recruiting uh, activity, I guess. No commitments yet. But no so commitments. I shouldn't be worried is what you're telling me, Scott? Well, they got Sincere Harris, Jaden Epps. Right. Um, All right. That's a good start. Okay. And transfer portal is always going to be there. There you go always with the transfer there. portal again. It's always going to be there. There were 1,800 players in the portal this We last went off almost season. 20 minutes of this podcast without the phrase transfer portal, and Richie went and gone ruined it. That's the big part of college basketball. Don't get, you, don't get smart with me. I'm just... Stating logical facts, but no, so no commitments in a while. I mean, Jaden Epps was the last one over the summer. Lots of new offers, though. Um, just a quick run through. I mean, class of twenty twenty two, they offered um, a seven two center from Sweden, William Berg. Um, of course, Purdue has also offered because he's taller than seven feet. Um, that's like Matt, Matt Painter collects them, um, and really the only other. Of his offers, he doesn't have a ton yet. Uh, Utah State, which sort of made sense because they had a, a really good seven-footer in uh, Nemius Cato. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I think recruiting internationally is tough right now because you just can't, like, it's hard to get to the U.S. or get anywhere because of the pandemic. So, But he's an option. Class of 2023 offered you know, a five-star wing and uh, Mookie Cook, originally from Oregon, is playing at Compass Prep in Arizona because they have everyone now. Uh, slew of high major offers, but so yeah, Compass Prep now has four Illinois targets on the roster with him, uh, Colin Boswell, Colin Smith, and then Chris Riddle, who was at Kenwood last year. Um, twenty twenty four offers uh, Jaden Reyna from Saint Rita, so another target from the. Okay, I was going to say Broncos, but I think they're the Mustangs. Um, then the really notable one last week, uh, Bryson Tucker, 6'7 guard um, from Maryland, Chester Frazier's stopping grounds. Averaged 17 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists as a freshman last year. Um, has other offers from Penn State, Georgetown, Maryland. And then he played on the U16 U.S. team that won the FIBA America's Championship in late August with Kylan Boswell, with Jeremy Fears, uh, and then Ryan Jones and Liam McNeely, all Illinois targets. 
And then two guys that have not played a single game of high school basketball yet now have Illinois offers. Antonio Munoz from Whitney Young and Melvin Bell from St. Rita. Um, Did you say Anthony Munoz? Antonio Munoz. Oh, okay. Yeah. So with Melvin Bell's offer, Illinois has offered almost the entire St. Rita starting lineup mm-hmm. with him, Jaden Reyna, James Brown, and Merez Johnson, um, which matches Kenwood, uh, which Illinois has offered J.J. Taylor, Darren Ames, Davis Lurie and Trey Pettigrew, and it would have been all five if Chris Riddle hadn't transferred. So uh, certainly making a in-state recruiting a priority for those two schools. All right, Kenwood, St. Rita, we need to see you down here in March, all right, for the uh, state finals if they take place. Fingers at crossed. State Farm Center. Yeah, that would be, be terrific for me. Pretty cool. Have eight Illinois targets in the yeah. building. Um, but yeah, no, Kenwood – should be a, I mean, they're a state title contender, and St. Rita, they're young because all those guys are sophomores and one freshman, but I think they're pretty talented. So, all right, take me around the Big Ten a little bit if you could. I saw Michigan State landed a four star, yeah. Jackson Kohler uh, had an offer from Illinois, uh, kind of a recent offer, um, as Illinois pivoted away from Cam Corrin once he committed to Florida State, um, yeah. So Kind of a, a unique situation there for Jackson Kohler. He's originally from Utah, and he's going to play his senior season at Southern California Academy in California, obviously. It'll be his fourth high school in four years. Okay. Um, that was like Ed Bond back in the day. <laughs> Just traveling. Yeah, he Nothing was w- to do with basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so Jackson Kohler uh, was one of um, – Several Illinois targets that committed elsewhere in the last week. Um, Denzel Aberdeen, a point guard out of Orlando, committed to Florida. Uh, Justin Fernandez, a wing originally from Virginia, uh, it's now at IMG in Florida, committed to George Mason, which was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, it's a great pickup for, for them. Um, Jaquan Sanders from Our Savior Lutheran is following that pipeline to St. John's because Posh Alexander, who was their probably their best guard last year at St. John's, also from Our Savior Lutheran in New York. Then Caleb Foster, a five-star guard, plays at Oak Hill in the class of 2023. Kind of a really early commitment to Duke. Right. So, um, Seriously, what's up with Duke? Apparently, John Shire's got that recruiting yeah. mojo. I don't know. It, so Duke's going to stay Duke, right. I think, post-Mike Krzyzewski. Because since Shire was named coach in waiting, he's got commitments from, obviously, Caleb Foster, who – Maybe I mean I wouldn't be surprised like if he like reclassifies to 2022. But then Jaden Shute from Miracleville Christian, obviously was a, an Illinois target, and then Kyle Filipowski is a five-star center, yeah, power forward I guess, committed to them. And then um, he had one other five-star whose name escapes me at the at the moment. Uh, Quan Whitehead, there it is. Uh, so John Shire doing good things for the Blue Devils. All right, uh, again, basketball practice about to start. Chester Frazier was fired up last night on the social media about the Ravens win. His his Baltimore football team. Okay. Being, I'm just telling you. And he, he's been tweeting, you know, he's fired up about this team too. So I mean, Good. There's a lot of excitement coming out of Ubin. And mm-hmm. so you know, just the fact that practice starts here shortly, season starts, again, 50 days from today, which is great. All right, 50 reminds me, data. Um, and again, it's your love that you keep 
coming up with excuses that you don't have any data yet because the games aren't being played yet, and I'm getting sick of it. I need some data, <laughs> and I need it now. Okay, well, one, that's you've never asked for any data whatsoever, and two, I don't have any because there haven't been any games in like five or six months. I got some data questions for you. Okay. The latest line. Okay, we've been seeing in the News Gazette, we've been running betting lines for the first time in the history of the newspaper. Now that it is basically legal, you can't bet on the line. I from I mean, Illinois. Wink, wink. <laughs> I mean, and, I guess if you're you're living in Champaign, the Indiana border's not that far. Right. So my question to you, Mister Data, okay. is: uh, Are we going to run Illinois basketball lines in the paper, and are you going to pontificate every time you see said line in the paper? Well, funny you should mention that. Um, because yes and yes, because Good. you just told me that about 30 minutes ago that I was. <laughs> well, going to football, they're really 11-point underdogs to Purdue? Yeah. Come on. There's my, there's my. if I had any money to bet, I'd bet on the Illini. All right. No offense, Purdue. To drum or no drum. So is that a Illinois to win or Illinois, Illinois to cover? Illinois to cover, certainly. I'm not not thoroughly impressed with Purdue. Uh well, they gave Notre Dame a bit of a game. Lost their best player to a concussion, so he's not going to play. Got an ordinary quarterback. Well, they had right. two ordinary, ordinary Whatever. They haven't had a good quarterback since, like, Drew Brees, Jim Everett, Bob Greasy. Kyle Orton. <laughs> I mean, whatever. He had a great neck beard. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you. Uh, what I'm getting to is your unbeaten prediction record is now at 4-0. Barely, yeah. But I'm going to hold you to a higher standard. I need to have you pick against the spread because you wouldn't have covered. I would not have covered the on Maryland Friday game. night. Same goes for the previous week, I do believe. In Virginia, well, I picked Virginia to win. Did you have them covering though? We have a. They were only. Oh, what ten and a half? Well, points? Anyway, they won gonna, by four touchdowns. I'm I think hold that you against the fire from now on. Just not picking the winner. That's well. Easy. I mean, if that's easy. If I had to, even if I you know go back to what I predicted, the I'd be three and one against the spread. Okay, that's which better. Is, which is pretty good. Better than your basketball record. <laughs> I was many games above <laughs> five hundred in basketball. Who'd you have winning that Loyola game in the tournament? I think I picked Illinois like every <laughs> other person in America. You're right. <laughs> anyway, I can't wait to get to those lines are available, though, right? For for basketball, I mean, maybe against the exhibitions, probably not. Or I probably not the exhibitions, but yeah, no, there will be lines for the individual games, and but those won't come until like right. I mean, obviously, like before, like right the day before the game. Uh, right now, there's just like future bets, right? So like, pick a team, you know. I think Illinois. I'm trying to think, what Illinois odds were to win the national title. I haven't seen that in a while, so it's probably changed. But they're not one of the heavy favorites, but they're certainly got better odds than a lot of teams. All right, can't wait to see that stuff. Anything else uh, new before I let you go here, Scotty? No, just, I mean, I'm ready for, for basketball season. I think a fair portion of the Illinois fan base is as well. Well, I see you You have your Darren Williams throwback jersey on for the podcast, so I kind of sense that you were ready. Again, not a thing that I own. And also, not a thing that I would wear even if I did own it, which I don't. Why wouldn't you wear it? 
See, a lot of people would throw back jerseys on when I walk around town. Oh, yeah, one, I don't wear jerseys. I mean, I'm not 15 anymore. Um, Why do I think you have a Billy Paltz jersey? Oh, you, you'll like this. The I Whopper. Had, I had a Grant Hill Pistons jersey. That was my favorite. Teal? No, I okay. it was... <laughs> I did not have the teal with the horse with you know, the exhaust coming out of it. <laughs> it was... No, it was the... It's the old school red and blue. All right. You go ahead, Google Billy Pultz. All right. <laughs> I'm going to have to because that, that's one that even went over my head. <laughs> All right. Scott Ritchie, every morning, 6 a.m., IlliniHQ.com. Inside or good morning, Illini Nation. It's an amazing streak, amazing information. Get your dose every day, even after a late night football game. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's what that was the. 3 to 3.30 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> effort. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad I missed that one. All right, Scott Ritchie, we'll see you next Monday.